This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball season, it comes and goes. But Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park, or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Tonight, the Houston Astros open up a five-game series against the Oakland A's at the Oakland Coliseum in Oakland. And the Astros and A's, they'll play a doubleheader tomorrow, making it five games in four days. Astros have lost four in a row after getting swept by the Angels this weekend, including a 9-5 to loss yesterday. Kyle Tucker, a two-run home run. Carlos Correa and Aletmiz Diaz with solo shots. But the Astros still lost all four games in Anaheim. They're taking on an A's team that's lost four of their last five, including dropping yesterday's game to the Padres 5-3 in Oakland. Astros 21-19, second in the AL West, three and a half games behind the A's, who have a record of 23-14 to lead the division. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. It'll be Christian Javier on the mound for the Astros today. Javier coming off a solid outing his last time out on Wednesday against the Rangers, a 3.35 ERA in eight games this year. Yeah, you can't ask for anything more than you've gotten out of Christian Javier. He's 4-1 and one so far on the season. Uh, last Astro pitcher to record a win. So uh, good feelings for Christian Javier to start this series for the Astros. Has a great fastball. And a pitch that I wasn't really expecting to be as good as it has, the slider. He's getting such so- soft contact on that slider. It's become one of the best pitches in baseball. Chris Bassett on the mound for the Oakland A's. His last start was against the Astros at Minute Maid Park. As part of that doubleheader, the two teams played back on August 29th. Didn't go particularly well for him. Yeah. Uh, he's has been one of the, the mainstays of this A's rotation the last couple of years. Yeah, he has really good stuff. You know, and they got a Mike Miner in an acquisition from the, the Texas Rangers at the trade deadline. So Bassett probably feeling like he has to continue to pitch for his life in the rotation. Uh, he's been tough on the Astros, you know, typically in the last couple of years anyway. Kyle Tucker got him for a three-run homer in his last start, but uh, he's a tough out. I mean, he's a, he's a pitcher that uh, has a, a funky delivery. He's tall and, and kind of gangly, so a lot of moving parts, and he's got good stuff. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. You know, you look at this series and you think, all right, the top two teams in the American League West uh, should be five really good games, but both of these teams coming in limping a little bit with injuries and, and also just poor performance and over the weekend for, for both of these clubs. Yeah, you're thinking of Matt Chapman's not playing game one. Marcus Simeon's still out. He, he's still working out that sore left uh, side issue. Uh, they're not p- pitching particularly well. So uh, we know the Astros aren't playing well either. So so both teams kind of come in here limping, as you mentioned. But um, 
it just feels like you know most likely it's probably going to go two and three or three and two with these teams you know uh but if one team really goes off uh, and wins four or five games in this series they can really put a hurting on the other team so hopefully that's the astros hopefully it is the astros coming up next we'll hear from astros manager dusty baker and a little later we'll hear from astros pitcher brad peacock but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Well, Dusty, just last week uh, I was asking you your thoughts on the, the passing of Hall of Famer Tom Seaver, and unfortunately we saw the passing of a, another Hall of Famer who was a contemporary of yours yesterday. Lou Brock passed away at the age of 81, uh, second all-time in stolen bases, uh, most of his career with the, the St. Louis Cardinals. What do you remember about uh, going up against Lou Brock when, when both of you guys were in the National League, uh, and, and did you get to know him off the field as well? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I met everybody off the field with Hank Aaron. And, uh, you know, when I first met, you know, Lou Brock, uh, I was a young rookie with the Braves in spring training. And we were playing him. And so, you know, I, I saw this guy coming over to me. I knew who he was. I didn't think he was coming to see me. But he came over and said, man, I heard that you can throw. And he says, well, you know, you got to throw me out. And, and he says, I'm going to watch you throw. And so I almost hurt my arm. That day during infield, and I was trying to put, trying to put on the show for, you know, for Mr. Brock. And then, um, you know, we went out to – he invited me out to dinner, you know, with my wife and Hank. And, uh, you know, like he was from Louisiana. My first wife was from Louisiana. And we were talking. And, uh, you know, he was always a gentleman. And, um, you, know, uh, you know, he was a, a, a quiet, humble, you know, superstar. And, um, I mean, you wouldn't even soft-spoken. You wouldn't even have known he was Luke Brock, but he was a fierce, you know, a very fierce, uh, you know, competitor. And, uh, you know, a clutch man, clutch player. And then he came over to my room, um, which shocked me, you know, because he was trying to get me to go with his agent at the time. And they were trying to recruit some of the top young players. And, you know, we went to lunch and, you know, like he was always – uh, uh, a classy, classy guy. And I remember, you know, he was one of the guys that kind of motivated me to, to have a business outside of baseball. Uh, you know, when he came up with the Brockabella, I mean, Brockabella, that which was an umbrella that fit on top of your hat. <laughs> and, you know, you know, for the fans. And I thought that that was like ingenious. And uh, I don't know how he did with it, but like I said, it motivated me, uh, you know, to try to, you know, do something outside of baseball. And, uh, man, I mean, every day or at least every week, it seems like the passing of a great uh, player and, 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 and a great person. And, uh, you know, I saw the comments that were said last night on ESPN about him. And, uh, you know, they're all all very, very, very true. And, uh, uh, you know, it saddens my heart, you know, to see, you know, the passing of these great, you know, these great men. You know, you talked, you talked about this with Tom Seaver as well, about how you got to know him through Hank Aaron, and you mentioned Lou Brock and how you got to meet a lot of guys through, through Aaron. What was that like for you as a young player? I mean, you've talked a lot about how Aaron has taken you under his wing or took you under his wing when you played with Atlanta. 
I mean, that had to have been amazing for you, see, meeting all these these superstars, like guys like Lou Brock and, and Tom Seaver through Aaron that, um, uh, you know, I mean, you had to be like a kid in the candy store, I'd imagine, especially when you first got to the big leagues. Oh, I was. I mean, I wasn't even – I was September call-up. Sometimes I wasn't even in the big leagues yet. Yeah. But, you know, like, you know, to be around Willie Mays and to be around, like you said, Seaver and, you know, Bob Gibson was the most intimidating one. Uh, and <clears> – <throat> You know, you know, to be all, you know, to meet all these guys, and especially when you just watched them on TV. You know, I graduated high school in '67, and then I watched the '68 World Series, and then in '69, here I was in their presence. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it really made me feel uh, good. I, I was calling home every day, you know, telling my dad and homeboys, you know, who I was out with. They thought I was probably <laughs> name dropping, but I was telling the truth. You know. <laughs> And, uh, uh, you know, Hank used to always tell me, he said, hey, man, you know, quit gawking at them, you know, admire them, respect them. But, you know, you got to catch their balls, you got to throw them out and you got to hit against them. And, uh, you know, that really, you know, helped me out. I remember I, I saw yesterday where Albert Pujols said that 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 Lou Brock made him feel, you know, comfortable, you know. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, that's what those guys did, especially if they thought that you were had potential to be a you know, a good player, and also at the same time, if you were respectful, you know, they would, they would, uh, you know, invite you uh, out with them, and you'd talk baseball, and, you know, how to hit with runners in scoring position, and, you know, how to play the outfield, when to run, I mean, and, and so, uh, you know, when it was my turn to be in the big leagues, you know, that's what I did with uh, uh, most of the young players that came up, you know, right after me. And so, I mean, I'm hoping I've seen some of that loss now, you know, uh, you know, the teaching part of, of, of baseball and I hope that we can get it back. You got a, a couple of players headed in, in different directions. Uh, you know, Lance McCullers going on the injury list yesterday with the neck nerve irritation and uh, uh, Alex Bregman uh, sounds like he's, he's close to coming back, possibly could come back in, in this series. Uh, what can you tell us about, about those two? Well, uh, you know, with the nerve, you just don't know, you know, when the nerve is going to let you go. That's, 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 that's a lot tougher than, than a muscle because the nerves, they seem to, you know, to control the muscle uh, action and reactions. And so uh, as far as uh, Alex is concerned, you know, like he's been trying to get in there for, for a couple of days and, and, and we've been trying to hold him off because the trainer, you know, it's kind of like father knows best, you know, that they ask who the trainer is in these situations. And so, uh, you know, we'll probably activate him, uh, you know, tomorrow, you know, to be available for the double hitter, but not available to play in both games, maybe pinch it in one, get his feet wet and, and, and play in the other. But, you know, we got an eye on him. Um, you know, anybody that's had a pulled hamstring knows that, you know, you got to keep it loose. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I urge you to, to stride and not do any quick movements and, and, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, not do anything that's going to chance re-injuring it. So uh, if, you, if you're going to be out, you just you just be out so you can hit, uh, you know, uh, another time and play another day. So, uh, you know, you're definitely going to have to play smart, even though, uh, you know, you think you're 100%. Still, uh, you got to get across the mental part of, uh, you know, the injury as well as the physical part. Dusty Baker, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, good luck tonight at Oakland. All right, Robert, thank you.
All right, we'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Welcome back to Astro Launch. This is Steve Sparks. Uh, I'm with our old buddy, man. We've missed you, Brad Peacock. Brad, thanks for joining us today. No problem, man. Anytime. All right, so so give me uh, the process of what kind of transpired. Uh, you get to spring training, you didn't feel great. What happened after that? Yeah, just uh, getting shoulder pain again. Thought it was the same thing I went through last year, but uh, it wasn't. Just bicep tendonitis had got pretty bad, and uh, had a, had a shot in my shoulder and responded well to it. And uh, you know, they just didn't want to rush rush me back too quick. And um, you know, uh, I've been feeling good since I've had that shot. It's the first time I responded to a shot like that, so it was it was good. You know, it's kind of tricky. I mean, the cortisone shots are a little tricky. I mean, they got to get it in, in the right spot. Sometimes yeah. it's that, and sometimes, you know, it's a different injury. It's, it's not going to help it anyway. So, you, well, just fingers crossed that it was going to help, right? Yes. Yes, it did. It helped, it helped pretty good. It felt great after uh, about three days after having it. So, I knew he hit the right spot. So, it was good. Hey, it struck me the other day when I, when I was listening to you talk to yeah, the yeah. first time when you came back and – you're talking about how scared you were, you know, with young kids now and this pandemic yeah. going on. Uh, it was an uncomfortable feeling for you, wasn't it? Oh, very, very uncomfortable. Uh, obviously, we've never been through anything like this before. And, um, you know, uh, just the kids not be able to play with other their friends and stuff. It's yeah. kind of getting get to them. But, um, so do you wrestle? Oh. Did you wrestle with it in your mind whether or not to play? No, I was going to play. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to play. My wife wanted me to play anyways, so uh, I wanted to play. Everybody wanted me to play, so I, I was going to play. Hey, can you believe how quickly things have gone by? Brad, you, you pitched in the majors with the Astros back in 2013. Nobody else know. has been on this team as long as you have, but it's gone by quickly, hasn't it? Very, man. I, I remember just si, I was 19 years old, and now I'm 32. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. It flies by. Why? It does. You know, and the, the careers go by, and you've had a lot of ups uh, in your career. You've had a couple of lulls because of injuries. But in 2017, you're a huge member of this team. You're a co-pitcher of the year, you guys. And you did great in the World Series and in the playoffs. Uh, looking back on those times, what, what, what sticks out more than anything? Man, I just had a lot of fun that year. I, I felt yeah. like I, was, I wasn't a rookie anymore. I just felt comfortable. Yeah. And I was having my first kid. I was having Colton, my first first kid. I was like, oh, man, you got to step it up here. You know, you got to do something. <laughs> you <laughs> got to make some money for him. You're about to get released. So, yeah. So, yeah, I knew I had to – I actually got my – the biggest thing for me was getting my back fixed. So I was having back problems Yeah. for, you know, four or five years. And getting that fixed and feeling good and having a normal off season the year before that and being able to lift and – Ryan and all that stuff, was, I think that was a big key for sure. Talking with Brad Peacock, so tell me about the back. Is that something you're going to have to do maintenance for the rest of your life? No. I, I was, it was just uh, some bone spurs and oh. a couple of the joints, and uh, they just went in and removed them, and they cleaned up the nerve. that It was nicking a nerve. Cleaned up that nerve, and I felt great in my back ever since. So That's great. Okay, yeah. 2000. Uh, you get into the ball game on Saturday night. Uh, this is your season debut. Yeah. How did you feel? You look good. The velocity looked good and everything. Uh, velocity was, feel, uh, was a little iffy. Velocity was 92-93 from what we saw. What do you think? Oh, see, I was looking at it. Maybe the scoreboard is wrong. I saw some 88s. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, so we, we, saw a lot of, we saw a lot of 92s, to be honest with you. Okay. You okay. I'll take it. Though. I just uh, 
I didn't feel like I wanted to feel. I just felt like, uh, I don't know, no pain at all. Just kind of, yeah. you know, that feeling when you're out there, you feel sure. like you have nothing. Yeah, I kind of behind that, it. <laughs> I that was my life. Yeah, you feel like you got nothing behind it. That's how I felt. But okay. my arm felt great. <laughs> Let's talk about in situations like that, because you're not going to go out there feeling it great every single time. Exactly. What's the key for you when you don't have the good fastball, like the, the real good zip? You got to stay confident with it. You got to throw it. You got to stay confident with it. You got to locate it. stay in the strike zone. You can't not trust your stuff. You got to trust your stuff still, even though it's really hard to do. You look back and you see 88 on the scoreboard, but you just got to grind through it. You got to get through it. What does Brent Strom typically tell you? you when you're pitching, you're going through some of your mechanical uh, trigger points. What's he tell you a lot? Just stay with it. You know, you can trust your stuff. That's pretty much it. You got good. Everybody here is in the big leagues for a reason. They all got great stuff. So just trust your stuff. All right, Brad. You just you just been back for just a little bit. Yep. You basically have a 20 game season. Yep. Uh, do you feel like uh, you can just kind of let it go? I mean, for 20 games, you feel exactly. like exactly back to back days. I mean, just do whatever. Yes. It has to, well, yeah. Back to back, we might hold off on that one for a couple. <laughs> so you were you were confident in your answer until I said back to back yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just joking. Yeah, you've got, you've got your athletic, strength up. You feel like you're resilient. Exactly. And you can yeah, I feel like the more I get out there, the better better I'll be. So you know, I'm ready to get it back out there and you know, uh, keep getting that rust off. Just got to get the rust off. That's it. All right. Last question. How's your dad doing, man? We miss your dad because he's, he's usually great. around, and uh, he's one of our favorites. How's he doing? He's doing great, man. Um, obviously, you know, he had the heart the open heart surgery he's doing so much better after that so he's feeling great obviously he wants to be out here and watching baseball but you know, I have to wait till next year for that but he'll just have to listen on the radio instead exactly yeah he's doing great though <laughs> alright it's Brad Peacock thanks for catching up buddy good luck no problem man anytime alright man see ya Cheers, party. back with more Astro Launch right after this Astrocast is poured for you by Carbock Brewing get highlights interviews the latest news surrounding MLB and your Astros Brought to you by Carbock Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast on the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. You'll want And Reddick skies this one pretty deep to right. It sends back Ward. Looking up. See you later. A three-run home run for Josh Reddick. And the Astros lead is 4 to nothing on Reddick's third home run of the year. Well, these Astros lefties continue to pour it on left-handed pitchers time after time after time. The, the weird thing about yesterday was when I, when I landed and hit the wall, I uh, had the pins and needles like, like you kind of hit it on the corner of a table. You get the funny bone feeling. Um, you know, three, or four, three to five minutes go by, you shake it off, and it goes away. Yesterday was just so weird because it stuck around for about an hour, and that was really the only precaution we had was trying to – you know, spend 15, 20 minutes to get it back activated while we had an extra pitching change, an extra time to work on things. But, excuse me, just it just the feeling never came back. Uh, and after talking with Jeremiah, we just felt like that, you know, take the safe route, get out of there, and um, even did some, some x-rays to make sure that nothing was wrong in there. And everything came out great. So, and, and the feeling came back, I think, probably around 4, 4.30 or so yesterday, and um, no issues since. So, got in here early, swung the bat, did some throwing, and uh, no issues, so no panic. Just was trying to play a little safe and uh, make sure everything was okay. 
I'm assuming it would take something pretty serious to keep you from playing in this series starting today. How do you view this situation you're in right now as you get ready to take on the A's five times in the next four days? Well, I think obviously we'd, we'd want to be in their spot and be up top coming into the series, but that's not our case right now. And after, you know, a very rough patch here the last three three days, it's um, something where we need to step up and, and really come in here and, and, and figure it out, you know, so to speak. So, um Lineup just has to keep lineup keep hitting. Um, we, we, we we're very trustworthy in our bullpen um, in our pitching staff because we know that they have the capability of doing what they can do. Just hitting that rough patch right now, so um, hopefully that was just for the Anaheim series. We come in here and, and, and get back on the the right track. But we, we we do realize how important this series is. Five games in four days here. It's going to be a long grind. Um, but you know that's that's where we're at right now. We got we got to go out there and step it up. 10 years of service time. Congratulations. One of the few to get there and you're not done yet, obviously, but what is the significance of this milestone in your career? Great. It's a great feeling. You know, I got to experience this with Mike not too long ago and to see his side of emotions run through it really helped me kind of prepare with how I was going to deal with it because I've really never seen Michael Brantley that emotional and, and that kind of broken down. But, you know, when he and I talked about it, it just kind of puts things into perspective of how, you know, going back and looking on his career, going back and looking at his, his surgeries and his rehab process and, and getting there really makes it worthwhile. And then you look at somebody like my career with very few injuries, knock on wood right now, um, to where I've been able to be very fortunate not have that many injuries in my career. It, it really gives you a wake-up call because it is surreal and you realize how little people get to where we are. I think the number is, what, 6% I, I've read and seen everywhere. So, you think about that there's over 19,000 major league baseball players and you can break down six percent I'm not a mathematician but that's got to be a, a very very low number amongst 19,000 players so very honored uh, very surreal and you know you look at it and you, you can look at the respect kind of things and you know and then the bigger picture is looking at that pension and, and to having your family taken care of for the rest of your life that's a big step in a lot of people's lives so knowing that uh, once I'm out of this game they always say you're you're a former player a lot more than a lot longer than you are a current player. So to have that in the uh, the back pocket is obviously a huge accomplishment. Did Brantley return the favor? Was there cake? There was cake. I got a cake when I walked in yesterday. I had some nice nice balloons on a nice little serving tray, and him and George actually got me a nice big ball of champagne that that we thoroughly enjoyed on the plane ride here last night. Pena the leg kick and the pitch, and the ball's driven pretty well. Left field and back is Upton looking up. It's gone. A home run by Correa on a 3-1 fastball, and the Astros make it 5-4 on Correa's floor. Carlos, that home run you hit yesterday pulled the team within one, but it also went 461 feet, longest of the year for you. How did that swing feel, and what are you trying to hone in on at the plate right now? Uh, it felt great. It felt great. Um, and it felt like uh, I was getting closer to where I want to be, um, you know, be able to hit for more power. Um, I haven't been able to do that early this year, so I've been trying to find that swing, that stroke, uh, that way me drive the ball more consistently, and, uh, you know, that one definitely felt great. Recently, you had a heck of a streak going. The 90 airless games played franchise record for a shortstop. Yeah. So many chances, too, for you, but especially this year with the staff, how do you feel about your plate, your play on that side of the ball? I feel great. You know, I'm, I've been taking a lot of pride on my defense uh, every single year, trying to get better. Every time I show up to spring training, and uh, you know, not only for myself, but also for the pitchers out there. You know, we got a lot of rookies pitching out there, so I want to be able to, you know, keep their confidence up. Uh, obviously, when you don't give up runs, you're able to make plays for them. Um, it keeps their confidence high, and that's just what we need right now. We need a confident 
uh, pitching staff and you know I just take pride on everything that's my way I try to make it how does five games in four days with the team you're chasing sound to you uh, they it's, it's a very important series right here you know um, it's only a 60 game season so um, we got to be able to take care of business on this series and uh, it's a really important one so we got to get to work finally why would wearing the number 21 for Roberto Clemente be so important to you? Well, it mean everything to me because, uh, you know, for us Latin players, especially Puerto Ricans, um, you know, Roberto Clemente is our Jackie Robinson. You know, he was the greatest humanitarian the game has ever seen. And uh, he did so many great things for the community, but he also opened doors for a lot of Latin players to be able to, to follow the dream of playing uh, in Major League Baseball, even though we didn't live in the United States. So. Uh, it will be an honor to be able to wear his number, and it's, it will be a, a very special day. Questions from anyone else? Thank you. Is that going to happen on Wednesday, Carlos? Is that official? Yes, yes, Wednesday. Uh, we get to wear 21, so I'm very excited about that. Is it so just Maldonado is wearing it as well? Yes. I was going to ask, is it just you and Maldonado or over most of the other Latin players? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've been talking to Maldonado and his father. Um, you know, we're the Puerto Ricans on the team. Cintron's not with us right now. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to be wearing 21. Carlos, did you ever have, did you ever dream of getting the opportunity to wear that number just for a minute at this level? Uh, and Roberto Clemente today is, is very special. Um, like I said, he's, he's an icon. He's a legend. He's somebody that we all look up to and we try to be like. Um, so it's, it's, it's a dream come true to be able to wear 21 on such a special day for us. Anything else for Carlos? Carlos, you mentioned um, wanting to get wanting to hit for more power and drive the ball a little bit more. It, it seems like kind of up and down the lineup, you guys haven't hit for the power that we're accustomed to seeing from you guys. Why do you think that is? I think uh, it's a combination of uh, you know shorter summer camp, less at bat to get to get ready and, and be able to make adjustments when when the stats still don't count, and the fact that we can watch video uh, in between at bats to to make an in-game adjustments uh, every single at bat. Um, I think that, that plays a huge role, you know. You gotta go with the feel, um, and you're not seeing what you're doing. You might think that you know, you're striding a certain way, and you're striding a different way, or your hands are here when they should be there, so you can be able to make those adjustments in-game. I think that plays a huge role as well. Carlos, you talked about this being an important series. Do you sense with three and a half games back, five games here, you almost have to do some damage now to have a shot at winning the division? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we, I feel like as a team, we've been swinging the bat pretty well. Um, we need to stay consistent with that, um, be able to score a lot of runs against a team like Oakland. You know, they're going to come right back. They got a great lineup as well. Um, so, you know, we, we got to be able to score a lot in this series if we want to uh, win ballgames. Carlos, you brought up your defense. Are you ever surprised when runners challenge you? It's funny because in Anaheim that same morning, I – I was in the cage and the third base coach, uh, he was swinging by the cage and we we're talking. I was like, if, if there's a boy in the gallery, man, first I'll send him home because I'm going to, I'm going to go him down. He was like, Oh, I'll challenge you all lot. And then the play happened. I was able to get him out. And then I pointed at him. I said, I told you, I told you don't send him. So that was funny that, that it happened that same day. What kind, what kind of, type of a boost is that for you personally when you're able to throw a guy out like that? It's great, you know, to be able to prevent runs uh, for, for, for our pitchers is, is always great. It's a great feeling. Um, but, you know, it's, it's something that, that you prepare for and, 
in every situation. Every time I play cash, I, I simulate that throw to home play, and I act like I'm getting the ball from the outfield. Um, so I get comfortable with it. You know, when, when you practice like 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 this in the game, um, it will become routine in the game, you know. So when I when I try to go through my practice, I don't go through the motions. I, I play it like it's in-game, and I try to do everything like I do in the game. So for me, uh, you know, it, 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 it's better. Uh, when it comes to game time, uh, I'm used to that. We have time for one more question for Carlos. All right, thank you, Carlos. Carlos. Go ahead. What, thank you, guys. What um, what do you do to like keep your arm in shape in the offseason? Do you do like velocity work with your arm? Uh, no, I, I just I just take care of my body. I, I throw every single day. Um, I long toss and I pretty much throw hard all the time. Like I guess my arm is is, is used to that. Um, you know, I, I I get a couple warmer throws and then. After that, I'm throwing hard all the time. Uh, most of it is because when I when I try to lob the ball, uh, I'm not as accurate. So I'm used to throwing the ball firm in order for me to be accurate and, uh, you know, make Julie's job a lot easier. AstroCast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. See you later!